WA's elite athletes on the podium. Joining us now is a master of the water and the waves and a champion of a sport which, as of this year, is an Olympic event. Professional surfer Claire Bevilacqua, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. And now, Steph Gilmore's medal hopes are over. Uh, after winning the third heat yesterday, it was looking good, but she went down to South Africa's uh, Bianca Butendag. Were you surprised to see Steph bow out? Yeah, I definitely was. She just um, is looking in such good form. And that Bianca is a really good surfer too, but she just seemed to step it up another level. I don't know if, if the pressure worked in her favour, but she actually was surfing, the, you know, doing some of the best surfing I've ever seen. Uh, on the upside, uh, Claire, Sally Fitzgibbons through to the quarterfinals, so that's good news. The Aussies were expected to do well in surfing, and uh, obviously uh, Sally's getting through to that next stage, which is critical. Yeah, Sally is, um, for me, I think she's the most informed surfer in the world right now, so there's no doubt um, that she will just keep smoking everybody like she does. She's just an incredible athlete and super consistent, and I don't know, everything just seems to be clicking together for her this year, so I I think that um, gold is on the horizon for her, personally. Claire, talk us through this sport being at the Olympics and what it means to the competitors and whether you think it belongs there and it's going to have a a long-term future at Olympic level. Yeah, surfing is so exciting. I think, you know, it, it appeals to everybody all over the world because it's just so different, you know. You're, you're riding, you're flowing along the surface of the waves and using the waves' power and, and, and um, the criticalness of the waves to do these crazy manoeuvres. So I think that it, it's going to appeal to a, a really big um, audience. And also for the surfers, I think we're all just happy to, you know, see it on the on the main sta- stage and, and be considered uh, a world-class sport. And, and, you know, some of my, my fellow peers are some of the best athletes that I've ever seen in my life. So there's no reason why it shouldn't be up there with, uh, you know, badminton and uh, put table tennis and all the rest of the sports <laughs> that I don't think are as athletic, but, you know, interesting to some people. And what do you make of the conditions so far over there in Tokyo? It's a bit smaller than what we see, say, down at the box in Margaret River. Yeah, well, nowhere's like the box in Margaret River. That's that's one of the most incredible waves in the whole world. Um, personally, Japan for surfing doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, the Japanese people are really into surfing and they're super supportive and cool. But, yeah, it never really has good waves for competing in. As a surfer, you don't really go there thinking you're going to get the great waves and best waves of your life. So I think hopefully in the future it will go to maybe a wave pool situation, like, you know, like skateboarding and snowboarding where you have that consistent uh, wave to work with and it's a bit more even. Um, Japan is, you know, you're going to be sitting there praying for waves to come. Sometimes waves won't come and it's not as exciting to watch. But still, you know, those guys are making it look really, really good. Anybody else out there would be really struggling and, the, the boys and girls are just doing crazy stuff and uh, and are still making it entertaining. Now, is that inconsistency in the waves, do you think that helps explain uh, what happened to Steph? She said after uh, her elimination that, uh, you know, she'd ceded priority to uh, the South African because she looked at the wave, didn't think it was that good, so she let her have it, and then it turned out to be a 7.10 for Bianca. Is that one of the, is that one of the challenges when the, the conditions are a bit inconsistent? It's pretty much the number one challenge that us surfers face. I mean, it makes it exciting as a spectator at, at some times because, you know, 
you never know if that last wave is going to come. Um, but as a surfer, it is is terrible to work with and really heartbreaking when you're sitting there and the priority is against you and you know you have five minutes to go and a wave just doesn't come. It's it's something that I hope in the future isn't a factor when it comes down to showcasing the best surfing. You know, it's it's it, it, there's too much luck involved and then you, you know you don't always see the best surfers win, which is not in the case of the other sports. We're speaking with Claire Bevilacqua on Let's Go Tokyo about the games in progress and the surfing competition making its debut. Uh, A WA girl, uh, 14 years of age or thereabouts, she took up surfing, but skateboarding, which is in the Olympics this year, that was part of your passion early doors as well, wasn't it, Claire? Yeah, I started skateboarding pretty much as soon as I could walk and, you know, skateboarding and boogie boarding, they're kind of those sports where you can just be relatively safe at a young age. You know, obviously, you've got to have uh, your parents watching you, but you can kind of just take the boogie board or take the skateboard and just muck around on it and figure it out for yourself, whereas surfing is, I feel, like a lot more dangerous. So it was a really good way for me to start out safely and get my board skills, and watching the skateboarding is awesome. You know, snowboarding's been in the Olympics for a while, and those, those extreme sports, they're just so exciting to watch and I think everybody around the world no matter if they snow skate or surf like they can sit back and kind of think that it's there's a bit of magic to it and Claire I must say I'm very envious of you given the fact you've surfed a lot of your career at Margaret River where the waves are are so intimidating it's fair to say you're diminutive five foot two 1.57 meters how the heck do you get yourself in a position where you put your body and your heart and your head on the line in those types of swells you know, I'm not even a big wave rider. There's a lot more crazier girls that are, you know, Laura Enever, she's tiny as well. And I think it's all in your heart, you know. We have we have big hearts and we're passionate and we're confident. And um, I think we're just at home in the ocean. And it's incredible what the body can withstand, you know, when I see the guys surfing really big stuff. Um, lucky growing up in WA and being immersed, you know, in, in this powerful ocean and going to Rottnest as a child and just always knowing and how powerful the waves are, how dangerous they are and having such a big respect for it. I think you grow these ocean skills that a lot of people just couldn't understand because we're just thrown in, in the storm from day one here. It's just always so raw and wild and intense. But as, as we showed, you know, today in this weather and winter, you know, it's just... In our, it's in our blood to be able to survive this stuff. Mm, well, you mentioned your heart, Claire. Yours lies with two countries, is that right, Australia and Italy? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely um, half-half. I'm very proud of my Italian heritage and, and, and my connection to the culture over there and representing Italy the last few years in the hopes of surfing for them was, you know, it... it, it tears me because I am Australian and, and I love my country, but it's nice to jump on board with the Italians. You know, everybody loves the Italians. They're full of fun and, and they're so, so passionate about everything and just being involved in that, it just gives you energy and, and motivation and inspiration to, you know, keep pushing myself at my age. I definitely got an extra little buzz from being involved in that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud to be uh, representing Italy as well. And will you be trying out for Italy for the next Olympics? Yeah, I'll probably be 50 by then, but I'll keep giving it a go. Now, I'll be, I'll be 40 uh, by then. And I know I most women will know we kind of hit our prime in our 30s, and it's unfortunate with, with all the rest of the things that we have to do in our lives that 
can sometimes hold us back from uh, maintaining that athleticism for a long, long time. So just see how the body holds up. And I for sure, if I can, I would love to be involved again because watching it right now and, and not being involved is is pretty painful knowing that, you know, the last 20 years of my career, I I, um, I gave it everything I knew was on the horizon. And, yeah, I would love to be a part of it somehow, even if I'm just on the sidelines. Uh, Claire, That's don't. Don't sell yourself short on the age bracket because we know Australia has a 66-year-old equestrian rider competing in Tokyo, so the sky is the oh limit when God. it comes to Tokyo <laughs> and uh, competition. And the men's, That's amazing. Yeah, it, 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 she, I watched in the dressage over the weekend, uh, which is maybe not the most physically demanding sport, <laughs> but I, I'm sure it is more physically demanding than we think uh, as people who have never done it before. Now, the men start surfing today, starting at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Perth time. Uh, John John Florence uh, from America is one of the headliners there. How do you how do you see that competition going? Well, I was really surprised to see Owen do so well. You know, he was he's one of the bigger guys, and he always shines in in the really big, intense waves like Pipeline and Chopu. And to see him surf those little Japanese waves with with so much speed and flow was really inspiring. So I just think anything goes for them on the men's side. All of them are so good. Everyone from Indonesia to you know, obviously the Brazilians and then the Americans and, and the Europeans, like there's so many good servers. And Ramsey from Morocco, he's incredible as well. So I think out of all the sports, that one's going to probably, you know, be really exciting because any country can do anything, you know, surfing so broad like that. It's, it's, it's exciting. And just quickly, Claire, when it comes to meddling at the Olympics, you talked about how it's hurting you watching this and being uh, on the sidelines. Uh, how much would it mean to... Compare it to, say, winning a title around the world or winning the world title. Where does this sit if you could uh, grab a, a medal of any colour over there in Tokyo? I think that this would be the most important. You know, you'd have to ask the world champions that. I, I never won a world title, so I can't compare it. Um, but, you know, we're watching the Olympics since we're, since we're kids and... Um, all those people are heroes, those athletes that, you know, they we want to be like them in a way. And so I think it is probably the most important thing that you could ever do in your career. I think it would be at the top. Yeah. I think it'll be written all over their faces when we see them on the podium. We'll have to wait and see. Professional surfer, Claire Bavalacqua, great to chat to you today. Thanks for your time on Let's Go Tokyo. Thanks for having me.